Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer together, our delving into the scriptures together, our praying for one another. Please leave your prayer intentions in the comments so that we might know how to directly and specifically pray for you today. Remember our special website, prayerintentions.org as well, where you can leave prayer intentions anytime, whether we're broadcasting or not, and our Priests for Life team will pray for you. Let's turn to the Lord and ask His inspiration for this day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, send the Holy Spirit from You and Your Son to help us understand Your Word. For every word of Scripture, every syllable, every letter is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we know that this is Your truth. We know that we are hearing Your voice when we hear these readings. Help us understand. Help us to be faithful in living this Word. Help us to be effective in proclaiming this Word. May this Word help us more and more to turn away from sin. We repent of all our past sins and we ask Your forgiveness. May this Word give us joy, the peace and the joy, Lord, that come only from You and that nobody, nobody and no power or force or circumstance can take away from us. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's go right into this gospel reading. It's from Matthew chapter 10. Jesus said to his apostles, Behold, I am sending you like sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents and simple as doves. But beware of men, for they will hand you over to courts and scourge you in their synagogues, and you will be led before governors and kings for my sake as a witness before them and the pagans. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. You will be given at that moment what you are to say. For it will not be you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will hand over brother to death, and the father his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But whoever endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to another. Amen, I say to you, you will not finish the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So, we've heard many times this phrase, wise as serpents, innocent as doves. Understanding it, is helped by the context here of what Jesus says before and after it. I am sending you as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise. In other words, understand what you're getting into. The Lord has advocated this wisdom before. Remember when He said, uh, who's going to go out with an army you know, to fight in a battle before you assess your chances of victory. Who's going to build a tower without figuring out if you can actually complete it? Otherwise, you make a fool of yourself. 
So if you're going to go out and be a witness to the kingdom, and this is not just the apostles who, of course, had the primary responsibility for doing this. It's all of us, by our baptism and our confirmation, we're all called to be witnesses to the kingdom, proclaimers of the gospel. Jesus is putting it in that context. If you're going to go out and proclaim this gospel because I am sending you, don't underestimate how much of a battle it's going to be. And this is part of the wisdom. Wise as serpents. Understand that there's wolves that want to devour you. Don't go in there thinking that with a naive mindset, Oh, they're going to be grateful to me for bringing them the good news. Some people look at the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ as, hey, everybody's going to love me because I've got flowers and candy for everybody. They're going to be so happy I'm bringing them such good news. And then when people start hating them and rejecting them, if they're not prepared for that level of intense rejection, they're easily going to fall off. Jesus talks about this in the parable of the sowing of the seed. Remember how he says, look, you know, those uh, out there who are going to receive the word initially with eagerness, but then when some persecution involving the word arises, they fall off. They fall off. We've got to see that persecution coming. And we have got to be wise to the ravenous nature of these wolves among those to whom we are, we are sent. This is, this, is, this is part of what this means. Be wise as serpents. Understand the viciousness of those around you, those who are going to oppose your witness to the kingdom. And he, because then he, 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 he makes it more explicit. They're going to hand you over to courts, scourge you in synagogues. Even family members and friends will betray you. Even those within your church community who are supposed to be encouraging you will throw you out the window. So, this is part of the wisdom that Jesus is is requiring of us. Now, the simplicity as doves. While we have to be wise to the absolute evil... Well, let me say another word about that. Sometimes, and, and, and we see this today in the political climate, of the political dimensions of this battle, people will say about those who disagree with us or who are on the other side of the political aisle, well, they mean well... They all, we all really want the same thing, but we just have different ideas about how to, how to achieve it. You know, for some people that's true. But for a lot of people, and I would argue an increasing number of people who are opposite us in our messaging and in our politics, that's not true. They're not after the same goal. They're not based on the same principles. They're attacking those very principles. They don't even believe in truth. When you talk about the woke culture, when you talk about the sisters of perpetual indulgence, you think these are people who believe in the same values that we do? They're going to be wise as serpents. We have to see the evil here. They don't want what's good for us. They don't want what's good for our families. They don't believe in Christian values, and they don't care. They hate what we stand for. And 
So many on the other side of the political spectrum hate America. Mark Levin is coming out with a book, The Democrat Party Hates America. And already people, without even having read the book, are, are lambasting it and complaining about it and saying they're not going to distribute it or let it be distributed just because of the title. Yeah, but you see, he's wise as a serpent. He sees, to be wise as a serpent, we have to see how bad things really are and recognize hatred when it rears its ugly head. If we haven't been able to recognize by now that so much of the destruction of our country and the destruction of our values and the attacks on our faith are indeed motivated by hatred. These are not misguided people. These are hateful people. These are not folks who have just a different idea about how to get to really what we all hold in common. These are people who do not hold in common with us some very fundamental values. We have got to understand that. You know, this is part of training for being part of the pro-life movement or for any movement within the overall task of of building the kingdom and witnessing to the gospel. There are many different dimensions of this and movements involved. But, you know, in, 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 in reference to that, is people have to understand that there's got to be training. I, I, I'm, much of my activity involves training people to get involved in, in pro-life activity. And, and part of the training is precisely this, this awareness of how fierce the battle is going to be. Otherwise, they get discouraged when it happens or they think that they did something wrong. No, you didn't do anything wrong. This is part and parcel of the mission. As I always say, defend the unborn, you will be treated like the unborn. Then, the simple as doves part, it's like, hey, listen, it's not complicated to figure out what we have to say. And the reason for that is the sincerity by which we live. We don't have to figure out. When Jesus says you don't have to figure out what you're going to say, first of all, he doesn't mean don't do your homework. You know, some people will say, oh, I don't have to read those books. I don't have to study. I don't have to prepare for this presentation because Holy Spirit's going to give me what to say. Be careful that we don't use the Holy Spirit as an excuse for laziness. We've got to prepare. We've got to learn. We've got to study. We've got to know what we're talking about. But what Jesus is saying here is like, it's not a matter of a calculation that you're going to, you know, craft your... I want to be careful how I... I don't want you to misunderstand me here. When we, when, if we're a good preacher or we're a good teacher or a good presenter, obviously we have to know our audience. And there is such a thing, and, and it's, it's essential to, to effective proclamation of the message, that we know our audience and we speak in a way that they're going to understand us and it's going to move them. Okay, now I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a calculation like a politician would make of what I'm going to say not based on what I really believe, but based on what is going to be beneficial to me and to uh, my campaign or beneficial to, or if it's a business person, beneficial to my business. In other words, I'm going to sway with the wind and the waves so that I can please the crowds. That's not being simple as a dove. Simple as a dove means, hey, this is who I am. I know what I believe. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to stay consistent all the time. Like Justice Thomas said in one of his uh, interviews, he said, you know, if I'm, I could be going through the worst storm, north is still north. 
It can be a sunny day or calm day. North is north, the terrible storm, earthquake, whatever. North is still north. In other words, you know who you are. You know the kingdom that you are witnessing to. You know the truth that you're proclaiming. And that's it. There's no need for calculation about what it is that you're convinced of or what it is that you believe. And it's because of that that Jesus says the Spirit will give you what to say. Why? Because you're immersed in the Spirit every minute of the day. In other words, you're just going to bear witness to what you're constantly living and reflecting on and in basking in. You're basking in the sunlight of the Spirit every hour of the day. And then, so of course, when you open your mouth, it's not like, oh, let me search for what I have to say. You're living it. This is what Jesus is saying here. You're living it. The Spirit of my Father is going to be speaking through you. Why? Because the Spirit of my Father is speaking to you at every moment. The Spirit of my Father is how you're making your decisions all through the day, how you're setting your priorities, how you're enduring your afflictions. It's the Spirit of my Father speaking in you, loving through you, speaking through you, witnessing through you, forgiving your enemies through you. This is what He means. Let's pray. Lord, um, we are facing terribly severe enemies who hate us, who hate what we stand for, who hate the church, who hate the unborn, who hate America, who do not have the same goals as we do. Let us be wise to this. And Lord, we know who we are. We don't have to figure out every day who we are. Let us be as simple as that. Consistent. Because we're sincere. Help us understand, Lord, the meaning of this, this verse. And help us to live it faithfully. We intercede now, Lord, for the fellow believers that are joining us at this moment. All their prayer intentions, whether those that they have indicated in the comments or those that they hold in the silence of their hearts answer their prayers. Lord, we lift up to you the whole world. We lift up to you world leaders, those in public office. We lift up to you, Lord, those who seek public office, especially in these upcoming elections. We lift up to you, Lord, President Donald Trump, as he continues to safeguard our rights to live the faith as he seeks yet another opportunity to serve this nation and to serve people of faith to be free to live it. We ask you to bless him and his efforts. We ask you, Lord, to bless all the children who are victims of child trafficking. And we ask you to bless the children who are in even greater danger of being dismembered by abortion. We ask you to help all those tempted to have abortions, whether it's the mom, the dad, the grandparents, friends, others in their lives, who may be pressuring them. Turn them all around from that path, Lord. Let them not even take one step down that path towards abortion. Those who are on their way even now to the abortion facilities, help them turn around, right, go right away from that place. And enable your people always to provide both the alternatives to abortion and the healing after abortion. We pray for all those who have those wounds. We pray for all those who are silent no more, who share their testimonies about abortion. 
We pray for the poor and the sick. Lord, those who are ill, especially in our families, our parishes, among our friends. We pray for all those who have died. Give them eternal rest, peace, light, and joy in your kingdom as we look forward to being reunited with them in the resurrection. And we pray now as Jesus taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, friends, thanks so much for joining me for this delving into the Scriptures. I ask you, extend an invitation to others to watch these programs, and also extend to us your generosity in enabling us to produce them and to do our, our extended work in uh, saving lives and bringing an end to abortion. ProLifeGift.org is the place where you can do that. Many of you have donated before, but I want to ask you for an extra donation. Just squeeze in something extra, especially in these summer months. ProLifeGift.org. It's so, so important for us and for our ministry. ProLifeGift.org. Thank you in advance. And we will uh, be back with you again tomorrow. God bless you. Hello, this is Father David Begany. Like many priests, I am inspired and always learning from the Ministry of Priests for Life, which is one of the largest and most visible pro-life organizations in the world. This ministry relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give as generous a gift as you can. Thank you so much, and be assured of our daily prayers for you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.